This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you for your generosity and your giving. Hallelujah. Well, this is the day the Lord's made. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about the three I wills these next three weeks of the Holy Spirit. If you'll turn over to John's Gospel, chapter 16, we'll read a verse or two there. Jesus is speaking. Verse 13, he says, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes. Well, He's come, hasn't He? I said, He's come, hasn't He? So this is what He says He will do. He will guide you into all truth. Okay, there's the first wheel. We're going to look at that today in depth. He will not speak on His own, but He will speak what He hears. So He will speak. We should expect the Holy Spirit not only to guide us, but to speak. Amen. And He will tell you what is yet to come. That could be important. I wouldn't mind knowing what is to come for my life. See, a lot of times we want to know know, what God's going to do for somebody else, you know. But this pertains to our life. Now, sometimes God will show you for others so that you can pray. But, but mainly, he's talking about his life, your life, your own life. He's going to show you things to come. <clears throat> he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father's mind. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known. There's the other will. He will make known to you. So he is a revelator as well. He's going to reveal things of the Spirit, of the Father, of the Son. He's going to reveal those things unto us that we need to know. Now, you don't need to know everything. Amen. As a matter of fact, the longer I go, I'm just real content not knowing too much. Because the more you know, the more you're responsible for. Isn't that right? So, you know, be careful what you ask for. You may get it. But along with that knowledge comes responsibility. Amen? So God desires us to know Him and what His calling for each of us uh, is in His kingdom. But He also desires for us to have good success in the affairs of everyday living. Amen? He wants you to have good success. Whatever your your vocation is, whatever your, your job is, whatever your career is, God wants you to have good success in that as well. He wants you to know your place in His kingdom, but He also wants you to have good success. Didn't He tell Joshua that? He said, if you'll meditate on My Word, if you'll listen to Me and listen to My Word, listen to My Spirit and follow Me, He said, I'll give you good success. Well, I'd like to have good success, wouldn't you? Absolutely. This is not possible unless we're guided by the Holy Spirit because He's the only one who knows what the mind of the Father and the Son is. He's the one that's going to reveal it to us. So notice what he says here. First thing we're going to look at today in detail a little bit 
is that He will guide us. Now, this is an emphatic statement. He will do this. This is something He's willing to do. This is something He desires to do. But it always takes a cooperation on our part. I mean, God wants to do a lot of things in our lives. But we have to cooperate with Him. Brother Bruce was talking about trusting, talking about obeying. That's part of it, isn't it? And without that, the Holy Spirit has a difficult time guiding us. He's trying to, but if you won't listen, if you're a hardhead, or if you're just ignoring Him, and you're pretty sure that you know what's best for your own life, and you know how to handle it, I can take care of this, then, you know, I don't want to tell you, but, you know, I would say good luck, but I don't believe in luck, so... You don't even have that going for you. A guide is someone who knows the best way to go. The Holy Spirit knows the best and perfect will of God the Father for your life. Not only for your spiritual life, but for the natural life as well. He has your best interest in mind in your career, on your job, in your home, on your family, for your relationships. Nobody knows exactly how to handle those things like the Holy Spirit does. And He wants to reveal that to you. This is why He's a guide. You ever been somewhere where you needed a guide? You know, if you, you go to something, and I've been to some national parks and places like that. Maybe you've been some places like that. Some special event places. Like, you know, and they have a guide there. You know, we've, we've traveled some. We've been, you know, you, you, you travel... Uh, places you haven't been before we go to Europe they have you you're looking at places historically they have a guide there because the guide knows all about the history he knows where to go he knows where the best places are he knows how to get there to get you there safely and get you there back that's what a guide does he can lead you this is what the Holy Spirit will do he wants to be your guide so here's the thing are you allowing are we allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us or are we just relying on our own understanding, our own wisdom? That's what gets us in the mess we're in. Amen? If, if things are in a mess in your life, I'm not talking about you, you, we all come under attack. But I'm talking about if everything is just in a mess in your life, I mean, you know, your relationships are messed up, your finances are messed up, your job's messed up, I mean, everything. I mean, you know what? You're not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you. Because He's not going to lead you into a a mess in your life. He's going to lead you into peace. He's going to lead you into good success. He's going to lead you where you can prosper. He's going to lead you where uh, you can have a positive impact in your life on others around you. He's going to lead you into peace. He's going to lead you into joy. He's going to lead you into good success. So a guide also knows the pitfalls to avoid. Amen? And see, we don't have to go down all the blind alleys in life we go down. We don't have to go down all the dead ends we go down at times. You ever been down one of those? I have. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying I've been there too. And I'm telling you, it's not a good place to be. And I want to tell you what, when we find ourselves in a situation like that, we need to realize, wait a minute, I need to stop here a minute. I need to reassess. Who am I listening to? What am I listening to? Am I following the wisdom of the world or am I following the wisdom of God? Am I following the Holy Spirit? He wants to guide us. He said, I will guide you. 
Now here's the thing. You have to allow him to do it. That means that you have to give him access into your life. That you can allow him to guide you, not just in a few things, but in everything. Thank you for your enthusiasm. This, in Psalm 23.3, he says about the good shepherd, he said, He guides me along right paths. Boy, I'm telling you what, when the Holy Spirit leads you, 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 you know, you don't have to back up. You don't have to put it in reverse. You don't have to go down blind alleys. When the Holy Spirit's guiding you, He leads you in right paths that will lead you to a good end, to a good conclusion, to a good success, to a good place in God. This is what He wants to do. So He says, I will guide you. That's an emphatic statement. So the Holy Spirit is waiting to guide us, to direct us in all the affairs of life. Where is it in your life right now that things aren't just right, not what you would like for them to be? Well, you know what? Maybe you need to take some time and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to you. Seek God. Seek Him in prayer. Say, Holy Spirit, now wait a minute. This is not right. I can see in the Word that this doesn't line up. If my life is not uh, lining up with the Word of God, then you know something's not right. And the problem's not with God's Word. The problem is not with God. The problem is not with the Holy Spirit. Guess what the problem is? It's with me. I'm not following the guide. I'm not listening to the guide. I'm not taking time to seek the wisdom of God and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me. He said, He will guide you. So I want to be guided by the Holy Spirit, don't you? That's where I'm going to be the most effective for God. That's where I'm going to be the most productive in my life. That's where I'm going to be, have the most benefit in the lives of other people. I will touch people in a greater measure when the Holy Spirit is anointing me with His wisdom, with His, His peace, with His direction. And, you know, I know uh, how to speak to people in the right season, the word to encourage people. To, I know how to pray for people correctly. I know how to pray about my situation correctly. All of these things are, will come about as we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. Now, he said he will guide us into all truth. Now, one place where he says that is, is in Ephesians chapter 1. Let's turn over there. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul here is speaking. He said, verse 17, he said, I keep asking. See, we need to keep asking. Don't just ask one time. This is something he said, I keep asking. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. He is a spirit of wisdom and revelation. So He may give you that spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. God wants you to know Him better. And I want to know Him better next week than I do this week. I want to be allowing the Holy Spirit to guide me this week. I want His wisdom and revelation to be working in my life in a greater measure this week than last week. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, that's your spirit man, may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. Now notice this knowledge. 
He calls here, it's, it, the Greek word here, this, this knowledge, this truth is epinosis. It means exact knowledge. It means a pure knowledge of God. It means that I know that I'm following truth. I'm not guessing. I'm not hoping. I'm not thinking. I'm following the truth because the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation is the one that's revealing Jesus to me. We need to have the Holy Spirit reveal to us who we are in Christ Jesus. That's part of what he's talking about here. Do you know who you are? Not who you think you are. Not who your grandma said you are. Not who you, you know, that person that's always finding fault with you says you are. Not who the world says you are, but who the Spirit of God says you are. Because that's the truth. That's the exact knowledge. He says that you're the righteousness of God in Christ. He's, he says that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. He says that you're more than a conqueror through Christ. You're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're more than a conqueror. These are the things that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you. Now, you hear me say these things. That's one thing. But when the Holy Spirit reveals it to you, then I mean it's yours. That's exact knowledge. This is what the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. He will let you know exactly who you are as a child of God. That's the first thing He wants you to know. Who you are. What is the hope of our calling in Christ Jesus here? Amen. What is His incomparably great power? He wants you to know what His power is. God is a God of power. Amen. He's not just... Not only a God of truth. Of course, truth has power in it because Jesus said the truth can set you free. So the truth has power, but He's a God of power. He's a God of dunamis. He's a God of miracles. He's a God of healing. He's a God of empowerment in your life, empowering you on your job. Amen. You know the Hebrew children, you know Daniel. We know the story of those, of Joseph and many others, that God will give you power in your everyday life so that you can be the head not the tail he wants to promote you he wants you to have wisdom that is greater than the wisdom of those around you in the office come on that that power that knowledge that wisdom if we allow the holy spirit to guide us that power will elevate you and promote you amen and give you good success those around you may not like it, but I'm telling you what, it doesn't matter whether they like it or not. Because when God starts showing you favor, when God starts giving you insight, when God starts giving you wisdom about your job, about what's going on, about a better way to do things, wisdom and insight, how to deal with that difficult boss or that difficult uh, peer that you're working with, to know who we are in Christ, to know God's place for us in His church. Where has God called you to in His church? Every one of us have a place. Every one of us have a part. The Bible says God has set, set us in the church, each one, as it pleases Him. I want to find that place where it pleases the Father. Amen? I don't have to be the chief I'd rather not be the chief. I'd rather you be the chief. I'd be real happy if you was the chief. I'd be happy if God says, hey, you know what? 
Let's let, let's let so-and-so pastor the church. I'd be happy. I'd be very happy. I'd be the happiest person in Passion Church. Hallelujah. If you were pastor, man, I'd be behind you all the way. Go, go, you can do it. Amen. But here's the thing. I'd be, you know, I'd be happy just being the gatekeeper. Oh, I'd be happy being the gatekeeper. Woo! Because I'm going to tell you, that's, that, in the natural, that's about my, that's about my speed, is the gatekeeper. I still don't know why I'm called to be pastor. I just know that I am, but I don't know why. I think it's, Paul said over there in Corinthians, God uses the weak things to confound the strong, the foolish things to confound the wise, and the things that are not to confound the things that are. So I guess that's, that must be why. Because I'm probably the chief foolish, the chief weakest, and it's the only thing I can come up with. But God wants us to know His place, whatever it is in the church. Amen. I'm going to tell you, you know, I want to be where God wants me, but that's the only place I want to be. Because I know that's where God's Spirit is going to anoint me. I know that's where God's Spirit is going to enable me. And when we all come together that way, what God called you and anointed you to do and to be a part in His church, what God called me, and when we all, all of that comes together by the Spirit of God, I want to tell you what, then we, you know what? The job gets done. Somehow it gets done. God says He's able to do it by many or by a few. I mean, there's, there was one time when God actually reduced the church down from 22,000 to 300 to get the job done. Remember Gideon? When the call went out, he had 22,000. God says it's too many. Wow, when have you ever heard that said in church? There's too many. Boy, I don't think I've ever heard that, except where God said it over there. We're always trying to get more. God says it's too many. But God's able to say by many or by few. But it's all about whether or not each one of us have found our place. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. Now, I'm going to teach you as your pastor. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to try to help you in every way I can. But the bottom line is, the Holy Spirit has to show you. It's not enough for me to say, hey, I believe, you know, that you should be here or there doing this or doing that. But when the Holy Spirit shows you, I mean, that's it. You've got your assignment from God. There, You know, argue with God after that. You know, you might argue with the pastor and say, well, I don't know if I agree with that or not, but when the Holy Spirit shows you, that's the end of the line. That's the end of the argument. That's, that's it. I mean, it's just, you know, it's either you do it or you don't do it. But the Holy Spirit shows you, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be at Passion Church. Now, at Passion Church, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be faithful here. Amen. Or wherever God may plant you. You know, if you're not supposed to be here, this is the worst place you could be. Amen? But if this is where you're supposed to be, I'm going to tell you what, you may go to somewhere where the preaching's better, the worship's better, the sound's better, the, the facilities are better, but I'm going to tell you what, you won't have good success. Because if the Holy Spirit didn't guide you there, 
then you don't belong there. And if you're out of the will of God, things just don't work well, do they? You need to be in the will of God. And only the Holy Spirit can guide you to that place where you know that it's, you know that you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what God's anointed me to do. And I'm going to get busy doing it. Whatever anybody else does, that's between them and God. But I'm going to do what God's called me to do. We're talking about the three high wheels of the Holy Spirit. And we're talking about God, the Holy Spirit, guiding us. Guiding us in the affairs of life. Guiding us in the will of God. Guiding us so that we can be the very best version of ourselves under God that we can be. Because when I'm in the perfect will of God and you're in the perfect will of God, I'm going to tell you that's where things work good. Doesn't mean you won't have challenges. Doesn't mean the whole, that you won't have an attack in life. But I'm going to tell you what, you can be confident. I've got the victory. Because I'm, I'm exactly where God wants me to be. I know who I am in Christ. I know where I belong in this church. I'm where I'm supposed to be. The greater one is with me. He's leading me. He's guiding me. I have the victory. Amen. Absolutely. And then he'll help you how to deal wisely with everyday living. You know, some Christians, you know, uh, you, we've heard, heard this say, said before, you know, some people are so heavenly minded they're no earthly good. Listen, God wants to deal with you not only in spiritual things, but in the everyday things of life. He wants to help you get along with your spouse. Wow. Getting heavy now, aren't we? You know, it's, it's pretty easy to get along with God. God's, you know, God's long-suffering, forbearing, forgiving. Amen. But you know, sometimes people we deal with, they're not that way. So the Holy Spirit wants to help you how to deal wisely in your relationships. Amen. With your, your spouse, with your children, with your in-laws and outlaws, with people at work, that demanding boss. Come on. He wants us to deal wisely with the affairs of life. How to deal wisely with our money. Oh, yeah. I said it. Yeah, God wants you to deal wisely with your money. You know, He wants you to make a good living. He wants to bless you. But He wants to show you how to deal wisely with it. Spend some, save some, sow some. He wants to show you exactly how much of each one to do and when to do it. Amen. Sometimes God will tell you to sow when you think you ought to be saving. God says, nope, 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 nope. You need to sow right now. You need to sow right now because I know what's coming down. I know what's coming down, you know, ahead in life. I know what's coming. You need to sow some seed now. You need to get it in the ground now because there's going to be something coming up later. You're going to need that seed to produce a harvest. And then there's going to be times when you think, man, it's time to spin. Ooh. Yes, sir. I need that new wardrobe. Yes, sirree, Bob. Oh, I need that new toy. I need that new car. Boy, I went down to the dealer, man. That thing smells so good. 
Man, I saw those bells and whistles on that thing, and I drove it around the block, and man, oh man, boy, did I look good in it. I look good in it. I just know God wants us to have the best. I heard a preacher say that. But, but see if the Holy Spirit might guide you and say, nope, not, now's not the time. You're going to get it, but not right now. You go ahead and do it anyway. Then you have all kinds of problems paying for it. You're praying. God says, well, I don't ain't no need to pray until you repent. Because I didn't tell you to buy that. You just bought it. Amen. So I'm just saying, God wants to deal, wants to guide us in the everyday things of life. You know, He wants to show you. Because a lot of times we just get ourselves in a mess. Then we blame the devil. Amen. The devil didn't do nothing there. You did that. You did it to yourself. Because you didn't take time to listen. I'm going to tell you, take time to listen before you make, especially the big decisions, but all decisions. But the big ones, I'm telling you, you better, you better pray and listen to, to the Holy Spirit. Because it's, it's all about timing. It's all about the direction of God for you at that point in time. You say, well, so-and-so got a new car. I don't know why I can't have one. Well, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, He might tell you why. He might tell you this is not the best time for you. He might tell you fix up that car you got right now and keep it for another year. Amen? And in another year's time, God will bless you so much, you might be able to pay cash for that car. Woo, that'd save you a lot of money, wouldn't it? But how to deal wisely in the affairs of life? The Holy Spirit wants to lead us that way too. He wants to guide us in that. So how will He guide us real quickly here? Turn to Romans 14, familiar portion of Scripture. Paul is speaking here. Verse 14, Romans 8, he said, For those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought you your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. For the Spirit Himself testifies or witnesses with our spirit that we are God's children. So the first way that He's going to reveal it to us is truth revealed to our spirits. What we call the inward witness. The inward witness on the inside of us. You've been praying about something. Praying about a direction. you can be thinking about going in or thinking about something you're, you're going to be doing. You've got a decision to make and you're thinking about it and you're praying about it and something on the inside of you just tells you, I don't think I need to be doing that direction. I don't think I need to do that right. So, I, You know, it's not, not a voice, not something, just something, just, something ain't right about this. Well, I, my advice to you and Paul's advice to you is you better listen and you better wait before you make that decision. You better pray about that some more before you make that decision. You better listen just a little bit more to the Holy Spirit before you make that decision. Because that, that check on the inside of you, that something that's in... Mm, see, it, it might not be a forever 
never do this. It just might be right now is not the time to do this. And if you get out of sync with the timing of God, it just things don't work too well. And so, you know, when you, 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 you have that, just something that says, you ever done that and just went ahead anyhow? I have. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. But I'll tell you what, it never has worked out good. Somebody said, well, why'd you do it? Well, why'd you do it? <laughs> Same reason you did it. I was a knucklehead. <laughs> I, did, I didn't listen. I should have. But if we would learn to listen to that. See, sometimes, and sometimes it's so subtle, we just, and we're in a hurry. Listen, a lot of times the decisions we think we just got to hurry up and make this, make this, make this, make this. You don't. That's just your flesh. Take time to wait and just say, wait a minute. Something's, not, something's just not quite right here. This is not the right. It might be the right decision, but it's not the right time or it might not be the right decision. But whatever it is, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on God. I'm going to pray some more. I'm going to get into the Scriptures some more. I'm going to get some more of God's wisdom here and find out what it is. Why, why is the Holy Spirit saying wait? It may just be a timing thing. It may not be a forever don't do this, but it may be a timing thing. I remember when Cindy and I, when we, we, we went uh, on the field to Argentina's missionaries. We just went by an inward witness. We didn't have something, you know, God, I mean, you know, there wasn't a booming voice out of heaven that said, Go to Argentina. Sure would have been nice. But we just went because we had a witness that we ought to go to Argentina. we never been to Argentina. We didn't know anybody in Argentina. It didn't make any sense in the natural. Why would we be going to Argentina? Why would God want us to go to Argentina? Why would He want us, of all people, the unknown, to go to Argentina? But we followed the inward witness, and we went to Argentina. And when we got there, we had great favor. I mean, wherever we went, we had favor. You, you've heard me tell the story before. I'm sitting there in, in, in Dr. Cabrera's church. He had a measly church of 100,000 people struggling to get by. We're there in one of his churches, and we're just sitting there minding our own business. He don't know us. We never met him. We hadn't met nobody. I mean, the only people we knew was people we were sitting by and the usher who showed us a seat. I'm talking about, you know, following the inward witness. So we're just sitting there minding our own business, and somebody taps us on the shoulder and said, uh, Dr. Cabrera wants you to come up to the office. He wants to meet you. So we go up to the office, and we meet Dr. Cabrera, we share with him a little bit about what we're, why we're there. We just, you know, felt led of the Spirit to come to Argentina. We're sharing with him. He said, well, I think you, need, you ought to preach tonight. I said, okay, I'm ready. And then after we got, I got through preaching, he said, I think you all need to come home with us tonight. I said, okay. So we're at, we're at their house at midnight eating a late dinner with them, talking about, what we sense the Holy Spirit leading us to do, and I mean, what was it like, one or two o'clock in the morning, they're driving us around neighborhoods, showing us, looking for houses. Just because we followed the inward witness, we didn't, 
but the Holy Spirit. We had favor. The whole time we were there, we had favor like that. God provided for us. I could tell you story after story. But, but see, that was, that, that was the inward witness where we just knew we should do this. You say, how'd you? I, we just knew it. You just know it. You know it in your knower. You know, inside here, and you're not up here, down here. Up here, man, I'm telling you, up here, my head was going, are you crazy? Because we had two kids that was under three years of age. And I mean, you know, when you get there, you can't, you can't, they won't allow you to, you know, expatriates, you can't work in the country, so you you got to trust God to meet every need. Your rent, your phone, your food, your transportation, everything. I said everything. I said everything. I didn't have Brother Copeland's uh, connections. I didn't have Brother Hagin's mailing list. <laughs> Boy, your head's telling you, man, what in the world are you doing? You're renting this big old house. You're telling them what all God said, you know, he's, he's going to do. You call home, you know, this is for the Internet, way before the Internet. So you'd have to, you know, get a line through and call home, and that was experience in itself. You finally get through, and you talk to your secretary at home who's a volunteer. So how much money's in the bank? Oh, you got $10 in this week. Oh, Hallelujah. Well, that's when you really need to know you heard from God. Because your head will tell you, boy, you've done it now. How in the world are you going to pay your rent, feed your kids, let alone do any ministry? I mean, on $10. But God always made a way. You know why? Because we, we were where God wanted us to be. Amen. And when he said time's up, we didn't we didn't try to keep you know keep on doing it. Well, you know, God said some people think God tells you to do something means do it the rest of your life. Well, some things, if it's a calling, it might be, but it might not be in the same place everywhere. So when it was time to leave, we knew that too. Amen. See, sometimes you stay too long. Trying to help you here. So it's, it's truth revealed to our spirits. Of course, we know the Holy Spirit reveals the Scriptures to us, doesn't He? As we read the Word, as we study the Word, as we meditate on the Word, the Holy Spirit will give us illumination, warning, of the Scriptures. He reveals truth to us. That truth sets us free. That truth gives us wisdom in the affairs of life. But also, He leads us by this inward witness. And you know, you need to learn to be sensitive to that. To allow Him to lead you. Because I'm going to tell you, He'll lead you into some phenomenal miracles. He'll keep you from making some big mistakes. Because He knows He's omnipotent, omniscient. He knows the future. Jesus said He will show you things to come. You know, I found out it's a whole lot better to know things ahead of time and avoid them than it is to try to work your way through them after you got yourself in a mess. See, we're talking. See, Christianity, it should be supernatural. 
It's not always spectacular, a booming voice or an angel visitation. But it is supernatural. The inward witness is supernatural. This is the main way God wants to lead us. And if you learn to listen to that, I'm going to tell you what, He'll lead you into some places where you just, I mean, it's just like, wow. This is amazing. And also, you avoid some things and you think, thank you, Father. Well, thank you I didn't go there. Thank you we didn't do that. Thank you we didn't make that commitment. Thank you we didn't make that decision. Thank you we didn't spend that money. Thank you we didn't go over there. Hello. Because I've got, listen, I've, I've gone some places I oughtn't to go too. I've, I've been on that side of it. It's no fun. And then as we t- spend time praying in the Spirit, Turn over to 1 Corinthians 14 real quickly. I've got to close here. My time's up. First Corinthians 14. Paul is speaking here. Let's read verse 2 to begin with. He said, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. But to God. When you... When we pray in the Spirit, you know, we're speaking to God. I'm talking about at home, in your prayer time, in your prayer closet. We're speaking to God. That's who we're, we're praying to God. We're speaking to God in the Spirit. He said, but, he said, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. Mysteries by the Spirit. Now let's look down in verse 12. He says, so it is with you since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit, trying to excel those that build up the church. For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret what they say. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, will also pray with my understanding. So notice here, he says, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. Pray that you may interpret. When we pray in the spirit, it sensitizes us to the spirit of God. Paul talks about 20 minutes. Is that worth 30 minutes? Oh, I'm too busy. You said that right. You said it exactly right. You're too busy. See, what your problem is, is you've cut out the wrong thing. The very thing that could give you good success. The very thing that could lead you into the perfect will of God. The very thing that could bring the miracle that you need. The deliverance that you need. The, the direction and the wisdom that you need, you're ignoring it and trying to figure it out with your own noggin. Pray in the Spirit. Oh, what a privilege we who pray in, the, pray in the other tongues have to pray in the Spirit. Get alone in your closet. Get alone in your car, wherever your prayer place is, and just pray. I mean, pray, 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 pray. And then pray some more. Pray in the Spirit. Stay in the Spirit. Then you'll be sensitive to that direction and witness and leading of the Holy Spirit. He speaks, you'll know. Jesus said in John 10.10, He said, My sheep know my voice. If you don't know the voice of God, then you're not in the Spirit enough. You're too much in your head. You're too much in your feelings. You're too much in your flesh. You need to get in the Spirit more. Amen? 
One last scripture, and then we're going to pray. Proverbs chapter 20. Turn over there. We're talking about how the Spirit will guide us. How's He going to lead us? He's going to lead us by our Spirit. Proverbs 20, verse 27. The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. I'm going to read that again. The human spirit. You do know that you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. The real you is a spirit. We're made in the image of God. He says the human spirit. That's the lamp, the light. If we were writing nowadays, he would say it's a light bulb. Lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. So he's going to reveal and that inward witness and that, that wisdom is going to come through our what? Our human spirit. By the Holy Spirit. But see, if I'm more sensitive, I'm more aware of my mind and my feelings and my circumstance than I am that my spirit and the Holy Spirit living in me, then I'm going to always be following my mind. And my mind is going to sometimes be right, but a lot of times it's going to be wrong. Because your mind doesn't know everything. The Holy Spirit does. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next year. Your mind sometimes don't even know what's happening to you right now. Sometimes, isn't that true? So the, the, the Spirit of God is going to witness, bear witness with our spirit. That's where He's going to enlighten us. So the Word of God dwelling in us, becoming more sensitive to the Holy Spirit by prayer, especially praying in the Spirit, taking time to listen, especially if you're making a big decision. Don't, listen, don't just depend on your... Didn't the Bible say that we are to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, our spirit, and lean not to our own understanding? Well, we need to practice that. It'll save you a lot of trouble. It'll save you a lot of missteps. And probably will end up saving you a lot of money sometimes. And it'll help you deal wisely in the affairs of life. Some action points. Ask yourself, are you being guided by the Holy Spirit? Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Are you being guided on a daily basis? Are you seeking that guidance? Are you sensitive and aware of the Holy Spirit in your, dwelling in your spirit? And are you cultivating that relationship with Him? It's so imperative and so important. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, You said that the Spirit, Your Spirit would guide us. That that's one of the things that He will do. He will guide us. He will direct us. Father, I thank You for the direction and the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our life. Lord, we value that. Holy Spirit, we value Your presence in our lives. We value Your wisdom. We value Your witness and Your leading and Your guiding. And I pray for each of us that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will direct our steps, will direct our decision-making, God, that we will walk 
in the Spirit and not after our natural carnal reasoning. But we will seek your face. We will seek the direction and the wisdom and the guidance of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Father. You know, if you're here this morning and you're needing to make a decision, you're needing guidance and direction about something in your life, I want to specifically pray for you right now. If that's you, if you just, if you just stand up right where, where you are, we're not going to ask you to say or do anything, but you're saying, I need, I'm, I'm, I'm in the midst of making a, a, a decision. Might be a big one, might be a small one, might be a medium one. But I need the Holy Spirit's guidance. I need the Holy Spirit to direct me in this. And I'm going, and I am seeking. I mean, this. It, I'm taking for granted that you're seeking the Holy Spirit's guidance now, okay? Father, you see those standing, and you know their heart. You know what it is that they're, they need, the wisdom they need, the direction they need, the decisions that they're 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 in the in the middle of Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.